Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 1 p.m. here in Chicago, Illinois. That means it's time for another live stream. Today is Thursday, December 9th, 2021. And because it's Thursday, it's happy hour. So hopefully you have your recovery beverage of choice. Today I've got noon citrus fruit. It kind of tastes like the, um, I forget the kind that I get. It's like a mango citrus or something like that that I normally get. That's my favorite one. But that's a caffeinated one. This is like a pretty much tasting almost exactly the same, but it's not caffeinated. Sometimes I don't want the caffeine. So that's what I'm going with today. You know, I wasn't sure if I was going to go with a beer or a protein shake today. So I guess I kind of went with neither and decided I would go with the noon. Everyone listening on the podcast, hopefully you're having a good run out there today. Today for me, it was super crazy windy. It wasn't too cold. It's actually warming up a bit, but so windy, very <laughs> discouraging. Um, and the waves, uh, the waves on the lake were angry today. So there was a lot of splashing. The one thing I'll tell you guys on the podcast today, you're not going to see the new haircut. Just got back from the barber a little while ago. I'm still not quite used to it. It's kind of hard to see anyway because I got the headphones on. But um, I did get a haircut today. Finally, I got to tell you, I, I don't think no matter how I cut the hair, I don't think if I cut it just a little bit, I think I would have been upset because I feel like then I got a haircut for nothing. And then this time the guy cut it way shorter than I wanted. Uh, and I'm so I'm not loving that. But no matter what, I always dislike it when I get out of a haircut. So it'll grow back. But you'll have to wait for the next video if you're listening on the podcast to see what it looks like. Everyone watching on YouTube after the fact, hopefully you're sitting back with a nice recovered beverage and uh, enjoying the day. And let's see who's here in the chat. All right. We've got PG says, hi, how's it going? Are you all set for Christmas? Uh, I mean, my wife takes care of all that stuff. Um, it's one of those things where I would love to help out more, but I'm kind of not allowed to. <laughs> so, I mean, we got all the we got all the Christmas stuff out like the week before Thanksgiving. We got it out real early. Um, so I still got to I think I got to shop for my niece and nephew on my side, my sister's kids. Um, but I don't see them until New Year's. So that kind of and I usually ship the stuff over to there. So. That makes it pretty easy. But overall, I think I'm I'm in pretty good shape because, again, I don't do much. My wife takes care of most of it. Pack North Ultra says, good morning, afternoon, all. Awesome. I like that logo. It's a little campfire. I love it. Philip Bourne says, good day, everyone. Daryl says, hey, Zamboni. 22397 says, what's going on, Chicago application? Not selected. Bummer. But I'll find another fall one. Yeah, I think the lottery results get out go out today. I gotten a lot of messages from people saying that they didn't get in, so they just signed up for CIM. And uh, I don't know. I think that it's highly likely that I'll go back next year off to kind of see. I'm very tempted to just sign up now because uh, I was looking at the calendar and TRE and CIM are going to be kind of back to back again. <sighs> I don't know if, I can, if I, that's a good idea to do that again to do both of them. If I were to do one, I would just do TRE. So, I mean, we'll see, but might as well just kind of sign up for the race and hold my spot, right? I don't know. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I was also looking at Indianapolis and New York Marathon. Again, on the same day, unfortunately, but, you know, it's a good time of year for racing. Daryl says, uh, I think he's given some high fives, a, uh, you know, one of these things, and then a wave. I don't know what to call that emoji in the middle, but good to see you, Daryl. David Sachs did get into the Chicago Marathon, so so excited. Awesome. I'll see you next year. CV76 says, yo, what's going on? Slintai says, hair. Yeah, I mean, it's 
it's a lot shorter. Definitely a lot shorter. Um, you know, I still haven't had a chance to like shower, shower and stuff yet. So like, or like style it or whatever, because I guess I'm going to have to do that now. Um, also, I think my hair is going to have to take some time to get used to like where I'm parting it again. As the hair got real long, everything wanted to be a middle part. But like normally when my hair is this length, I'm more of a side part. And like this hair here is like, what's happening? It doesn't know what's happening anymore. So some adjustments will be required. It'll be interesting to see what my kids is, will say. I think the baby has been against me getting a haircut. And my daughter has been, the older one has been like, when are you going to get a haircut, dad? That kind of thing. So we'll see. We'll see what they say. Uh, Lucas H says, hello, my ring friends. Watch yesterday's late stream late last night. Really enjoyed Tommy on it. Awesome. Great combo. Bring him on more often. I'm glad you guys liked it. I, I love talking to Tommy. It's great to have him on there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's all, conversation is really good with Tommy. I enjoy spending time with him. He's a very thoughtful person as well. So that's some, something that I can always use more of in my life. So very cool. Uh, Martha is drinking turmeric ginger tea. And the haircut looks fantastic. You know, I think that I'm going to ultimately like it. The funny thing is about the haircut. So I go in there and there was a little bit of language barrier. I think um, this guy's main language was probably Spanish. But we're talking. And uh, so I'm like, I think I want my hair. I still, I was like, I'd still like to be able to tuck it behind my ear a little bit. So, or maybe just barely, maybe just make it just too short for that. So keep some of the length. And then he goes, so you mean like my hair? And his hair was like very, very short. Um, just like a middle-aged man's haircut. I was like, no, 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 I want it longer than that. He's like, okay, okay. And then I think I could pretty much have his haircut. So that's okay. I think it looks, I think it'll be fine. I think it'll look fine overall in the end. I think, you know, ultimately it's probably exactly what I want. <laughs> but we did start out with, what's funny is he was like, how long do you want it in the back? And I was kind of like, here's how long I want it. He's like, okay. So then he took it where I had my hand and he grabbed the hair and just cut the, like all the extra, well, a little bit low. And then he cut below and then he trimmed it up. But it was like a big chop of the, the hair in the back. Um, very much like a coming to America, that Eddie Murphy movie moment. And I was like, all right, I'll turn him back at this point. <laughs> so there, there's that. All right. Um, Ray, Sergeant Ray's here. What's going on, sir? How are you? Uh, Daniel says, bro, it looks slick. It looks sick. Solid cut. Well, thank you very much. It's making me feel a little bit better about it. Uh, I mean, the more I'm looking at it now, I feel like, okay, this works. I can work with this. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm going to have to either way. But mainly for me, like the thing was like, I couldn't figure out like, um, because here we go. Yana's saying, hey, everyone, why did you cut your hair? Just got tired of it. Uh, you know, I, I was, I like it when I'm in a running hat. But um, when I have to do that, like when I, how I ran for CIM, I'm like tied into it. You know, I have to get the ponytail then like get the hat on it, get the ponytail at the back. And then I made another little bun, you know? So like it was, it was a, it was a process. And now that it's getting even. And, and the thing is when I get hot and I'm running, sometimes I like to flip the cap backwards and forward. It's just a nice kind of like reset mentally. As I'm running, I just kind of like to move the, the hat around, fidget with it a little bit. And that's very hard to do with the, with the bun. And then now that it's winter and I'm running with a neck gaiter and a winter hat, like, I didn't know what to do with the hair. Does it come over the neck gaiter? Does it go under the neck gaiter? Every time I did that, if I brought the neck gaiter down, every time I pulled it back up, like if I, if I turned around and then all of a sudden there's a headwind, every time I pulled my neck gaiter back up, I would get a mouthful of my own hair. And I was like, this is not workable. I don't know how to do this. You know what I should have done? I guess I told you guys the other day, 
that on my flight home from Sacramento, I sat in front of Noah Dradi on the airplane. I should have asked him what he does. Because <laughs> I feel like he would have had some really good tips. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think this will probably be like my only haircut until like maybe the summer. I just don't like going to the barbershop. It just seems like such an ordeal and I always feel bad afterwards. So it's something that's very easy for me to put off. So like, you know, I'll get, it'll get longer again. So yeah, Lucas knows what I'm talking about. He says, I always hate haircuts too. All right. Um, I'm going to scroll down. I'm going to scroll down because uh, I'm way behind on some of the chat. I'm going to keep up with you guys. Sorry. If you had any, if you had, anyone's new here and you had any questions, um, Feel free to put them in the chat. I'm sorry if I missed it already. If you can copy paste it, I'll be sure to get it. Um, all right. Leona Sierra says she likes a haircut. Well, thank you, Leona. I appreciate it. Mm, yeah. And CR says it usually takes a couple of days, a few days for a hair to settle after a haircut. I, I think so. I think more of it is like me, like me getting visually used to it. So. Uh, Terry says when he gets his hair, he says, I don't care how long you cut, how long, but can you cut it less gray? <laughs> um, I did I tell you guys about the one time? I think the last time I got a haircut or maybe two, two or three times ago when I got a haircut. Um, I don't know if I could see it now or maybe it fell out, but I used to have like a really, like in the front, there was this very prominent gray hair somewhere. Uh, and it was really long at one point, not as long as my other hair, but like it was longer for like maybe a year or two ago. And the barber, she's like, you want me to cut that? You want me to pull that one out? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Just leave that. It's my racing stripe. It makes me fast. So like, just leave that gray in there. She's like, all right, if you want me to. I think she thought I was kidding, but I was serious. And I had her leave it in. <laughs> uh, all right. X Truth says, PR at the Hot Chocolate 15K this past weekend at 132. Awesome. That's great job, X Truth. Was that uh, the Hot Chocolate 15K here in Chicago? Was it in here? I thought, no, that can be the Chicago. That must have been in a different city because the Chicago one I think is usually around um, Halloween. What city was that? Um... <laughs> Stevie's in his six. Where does the sheep get her haircut? At the Baba shop. <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny. Um... <laughs> I told my kids, I, found, I heard a new, um, a new kids joke. Uh, you know, there's, so I've been, I've been telling you how I've been like playing around with TikTok and there are a lot of channels that are dedicated to dad jokes or like jokes for kids. Um, and, uh, so I've been picking up a couple new ones and one I really, I listened to, I forget, I really forget the channel. I, for, I apologize, but, um, and, and the, the format's usually pretty nice. Like some, a lot of times there's a, there's two people. And there was this one where I saw it, it set up like an inner, it was like set up like a podcast, like a very fancy podcast. And the one woman goes, how come you never see elephants hiding in trees? And then it cuts to the guy and the guy's like, I don't know. And the woman says, well, it's because they're really good at it. And it took me a while to figure that out. They had already gone to like two other jokes before I was like, oh, I get it now. It took me a while. So I, I sprung that one on the kids right over their heads, right, right by him. Like, do you get it? She's like, no. I don't get it at all. So, <laughs> I don't know why it took me a long time to catch it. It's not that complex of a joke, but I just thought it was really funny. Zeth Baturka is here. What's going on, Zeth? Good to see you again. Says, morning, a little late, but congrats on crushing it at CM. Well, thank you so much. I'm still trying to like, I'm not trying to like milk it, but I'm still trying to like, you know, enjoy um, 
you know, the result of a lot of hard work, you know, I'm trying to still um, not like, you know, be like, all right, celebration over and put it away in a box. I'm trying to kind of, you know, take a minute to enjoy that. So I, I appreciate, I appreciate the congratulations. Mm, all right. Melvin Eumang says, hey, Mike and co-fam, love the new do. Just got a haircut in time for a Christmas party season. Great news this AM got selected for Chicago 26.2. Looking forward to meeting you. Any gift requests from Canada? No, you guys don't have to give me any gifts. That's totally cool. Um, but I am looking forward to meeting you in person next year. You know, I'm thinking, you know, next year, I mean, I'm I'm not anticipating that the shakeout run will be as big next year as it was this year. I think this year was was uh, unique in the fact that it was like kind of like the, one of the first big marathon majors back for and first races back for a lot of people. So I think next year will probably be smaller. But I am thinking that you know I probably need to set something up where um, at least have someone to help me, like maybe have some snacks or something or have some sort of thing to give away. Because you know we had that at the end of the Puma uh run in uh in austin and i you know that's very different because like puma was like a part of the event um and they had sent like photographers and videographers and they had like they had clearly invested like a lot of money in it so they something not quite to that level because they had like a step and repeat so you could take photos and all this stuff but you know i think that like i think i think for chicago it should be a bigger event so i'm gonna do some extra extra planning for next year so it should be a lot of fun MZZY says, any tips for new beginners running in winter? I will say, um, you know, don't worry about paces at all. Just, and don't even worry about mileage really. Um, just think about amount of time that you're going to be out there. Right. And um, it can be reduced. So I remember my first year of running throughout the winter in Chicago, um, I was running maybe 40 miles a week during the summer. And I, you know, I, toned it down to maybe like 25, 30 miles a week. Um, and then the next year I was running maybe 50 miles a week during the summer. And then I went to 40 for the winter. So like there's a reduction in overall mileage and there's a reduction in intensity as well. And mainly it's because, you know, being outside for a very long time can be a little bit dangerous if it's very, very cold. So, um, you know, manage expectations and go in with kind of like, uh, I would say a different kind of mindset than you would for say summer running. So those would be like kind of my, my new tips. And for me, I would say until you really get a good hang of like at this temperature, this is how much layers that I need. I'd say, don't be worried about dressing a little bit too warm. I mean, don't go crazy, but like, if you're like, uh, I'm torn between this cooler outfit and this one that's slightly warmer go with the slightly warmer one at least for the beginning so those would be some some tips all right mm, lena says maybe my wife can help cut the hair yeah you well you know what so when we were in iowa grandma cut the girl's hair a couple of times and grandma cuts grandpa's hair and so she was like you want me to cut yours and i was like nah i'm good not and not, not that i didn't think she could do a good job um i knew she could do a good job i just didn't want to get it i just want to keep growing it out even though it was growing out really funny. Um, but, but like, as I was getting my haircut today, I was like, I should have just had my grandma, I should have just had grandma do it. So maybe next time, maybe next time. <laughs> uh, Daniel M says, you know, I grew my hair out too. And it's so much easier to have it short, better and hats, frankly, too. Yeah. I mean, that's like a big, I mean, in the wintertime I'm wearing, you know, the knit caps, the big hats. And the big thing was like the, the neck gaiters, 
Like, how do I like deal with that up and down? Like last winter, the hair was like of a length that it was a little bit more manageable still. So I feel like last winter's length is a good length. And that's about as long as I think I'd ever need to get it. Jackie says, believe in the run, put out a first look on the fresh foam series. Oh, I haven't seen any of those. I'll have to check those out. All right. Philip says, the trick is doing your own haircut saves a bunch of money. I used to do all my own haircuts growing up. Um, it was like a thing. Everyone did it. We all cut each other's hair. I don't know if kids are still doing that these days. Um, but that was definitely a big thing. Like we would all go over to each other's houses and like cut each other's hair. It would make a mess. It would drive all of our parents crazy. Cause like when you have like clippers and Asian hair, it just gets everywhere. It's like it never fully gets cleaned up. It's just once, once it's in there, it's in there. So, but that's what we did. We did. And I did that through most of college too, even after college a little bit. Let's see. Yeah. See, like I'm, I'm going to, yeah, it, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Gino is up says, Hey, go shave it all off. Possible sub three. You know, when I, I posted a photo of me, like sitting at the haircut place, like waiting to get my haircut. And Ben Johnson goes, oh, so you're finally going to get a haircut like mine. Uh, um, and he has a fully shaved head. And I was like, yeah, yeah sure, sure. I said, yes. <laughs> I told him yes. But I also had at that, by the time I responded, I also posted like that photo of the actual haircut. So he would have seen that was just kidding. Uh, all right. Okay. Actually, it said that the hot chocolate 15K was in St. Louis. Very cool. Very cool. Shannon says, hey, Co, my foot issues flare when I have more intensity within my runs. Do you think maybe you would cut back on the MP miles uh, week of next time and just do strides? I don't think MP miles that close matter. Yeah, you know, um, maybe. Uh, I liked having the marathon pace miles in there. I didn't have that many of the week up. I had, I think, one. The thing that was probably more problematic for me was that track workout. Not that it was much of a workout. We did six 100s. Um, uh, with a hook on Wednesday and then Friday I did six miles easy with one of those miles at marathon pace. So it wasn't a lot. Um, but you know, I think that something that I might, I still like having a little bit of some sort of intensity in there just so that the body can still like touch that level and kind of be really familiar with it. But I could probably get achieve the same thing with like doing some sort of like mini fart, like, like three months, three minutes on, two minutes off at marathon pace for a couple of like three or four times. I think that'd be fine too. So I can definitely like take it easy. Um, yeah, I don't really know what to do with the foot issue thing. Um, Cause sometimes like for Chicago, it didn't bother me at all. Um, and for the most part, it didn't bother me during the buildup for CIM either, except for until like three weeks out. So um, you know, maybe it's something that I just need to be pay a little bit more attention to as I get into those like last three weeks. Some of pe some people have been saying that like the like the last three workouts that I did was like a 22 mile run three weeks out, an 18 mile run two weeks out. I think that's how I did it. Or did it was it four weeks and then three weeks? No, I think the 22 mile was three weeks out. So like some people said that that's too much, but I'm like when do you guys work it's like it just seems it seems like the more and more i talk to people about when to put the last big workout it just gets earlier and earlier and i'm not 
sure that that makes a ton of sense to me. I've also been reading uh, Joe V Hill's book and he, you know, he coached a lot of, well, he coached people of all distances. Um, but you know, he writes his workouts kind of, uh, backwards than what I've been used to seeing from, um, from Jack Daniels, where he puts a lot of the higher intensity at the end of the training block rather than at the beginning. Now, I, didn't, I haven't finished reading that book, so I don't, that might not be his ultimate prescription for marathoners, but so I'm just like kind of looking at stuff to see kind of like where to put things, but ultimately I'm not too worried about it. I think I've got all the pieces there. Um, these are all, I think that's a lot of different ways of getting to the same result. I just got to maybe get more of the cushion shoes or maybe spend more time on the bike on easy days rather than running. So I don't know. I think I could figure it out, but um, it's something that I'll keep an eye on, but we'll see. We'll see. Lots, lots, <laughs> lots to like kind of look at. Uh, CP76 says the haircut is a Floby review missed opportunity. You know what? When the pandemic started, I tried to buy a Floby um, and I couldn't find them anywhere except on eBay for like over a hundred dollars. And I was like, that's a lot of money for a Floby. It's going to take a lot of years to make up that not for well for me anyway, to make up the money on that Floby investment. <laughs> so it's something that I've definitely considered. Danny run says, good morning. Just logging on. Hope you all are doing well. Awesome. Good to see you, Danny. Um, all right. That running guy says haircut looking good. Thanks. Thanks. Um, it's, it's growing on me. Um, I really didn't like it. Cause like when I first got out of the chair, the hair is used to being weighed down. And then when you cut it, it just, whoop, and you know, it gets sprayed with water and then it's drying off. So it was like super poofy up top. And I was like, this is not great. Although, you know, I gave the guy a good tip and I'm like, thanks for the haircut. I feel fantastic. Which is what, you know, a normal person should do, even if they get a bad haircut, I think. But, um, you know, I think it's settling in. I'm feeling, I'm feeling okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Ken Murray says, hey there from an overcast and cool Chicago. What's going on, Ken? And Jason Dahl says, hey, everyone. Late as always. Hope everyone in the Chicago lottery was selected. We got, we got a little bit from both so far, Jason. We got a couple of people saying that they got in. Some people saying that they didn't. You know, there's, this is when uh, the charities start sending out their emails, seeing if anyone wants to get a bib um, that way. So there's still opportunities. Mm. Liam Mahoney says, appreciating the work you put in and appreciating the moment is critical, is crucial. Wish I had that kind of self-awareness as a young man. Well, thanks. You know, I'm trying, you know, it's not something that always comes naturally to me. And it's something that I just recently heard as I was going for my first run after the marathon yesterday on the podcast. So I was like, yeah, that is a good idea. That is something that we should appreciate more. Um, Cause I've certainly had races where afterwards I'm like, man, I did everything wrong and I just feel terrible for a really long time. I mean, basically like the last three or four races in a row for me, at least marathons. So like one that went really well, you know, I feel like I should take at least as long, um, you know, uh, appreciating some, you know, decent success where uh, for at least as long of a time as I would beat myself up had it not gone well. You know, so that's kind of where where I'm trying to take it from. Uh, CVCM6 says Puma or Puma. You know what? That's something that I meant to ask <laughs> Todd Falker um, when I met him. 
uh, at Puma. I actually owe him an email. So uh, maybe I'll see if I can uh, get an official statement from him. Uh, Todd is the product, uh, the PLM product line manager. Uh, I think that's his title. I'm not sure. He's, uh, no, I have his card somewhere. But he's in charge of uh, basically a lot of the running shoes that are out there. And I think some of the other like fitness shoes that they have. So he's in charge of a lot of stuff over there. So he would know. My take on it is that probably the official pronunciation is however you pronounce the cat in that country. That's going to be my my take on it. Martha says, the first review of the Adidas Takumi-san 8, array by Doctors of Running, could be a super shoe that works for me to try. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm thinking about it. I got to check to see, though. Uh, not that it really matters for me. But, uh, you know, I've been talking about trying to get into the indoor master masters championship meet. I think it's in March and, um, you know, trying to get into like if there's a two mile or a one mile getting in there. And I wonder if I, I think I, I, I don't know if that shoe would be tall, too tall to race in that. I mean, I'm sure I could show up in a pair of like, you know, Metaspeed Sky and no one would say anything really. Um, although I wonder. You know, not because it's not like I'm going to make a break a record or anything. So, but I wonder if someone did break a record, if that'd be a problem. Because the last USATF Masters meet that I went to, a lot of records got broken that day. Typically, they were in like the 90 year old category or the 100 year old category. You know, those are the ones that were getting broken. There wasn't, I mean, the people that run in like the 40 year old category, they're still really fast. So I'm still just like, I don't belong in this meet. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. But I'm, I'm, I'm pretty curious about that shoe too. Running guy just signed up for his first 50k ultra trail. Awesome! That's gonna be really fun to watch you train for that and go for a race. Leona says 2021 has been so much better than 2020. Think you met your goal of traveling more and meeting Kofusians. I think I did. I think I did a pretty good job. Um, hopefully next year is going to be a really good year for that as well. Um, cause I think I'm, I'm going to go try and watch Boston. So I'll meet people, you know, probably that I've never met before that way. Cause I've never been to that race. And then I was just looking at grandma's again this year. Um, and I think, you know, I was looking at the calendar again and I, my, my running buddy had said that it was the same week as the last week of school for CPS, Chicago public schools. But I don't think it is. If I'm looking at the calendar, right? I don't think it is. So um, I think I might be able to go. I'm going to see if he wants to go too. He, he might not be able to go for other reasons, but I think I'm going to sign up for that one pretty soon here. I have to run it by my wife, make sure that's okay. But I was thinking, you know, Duluth, Minnesota um, in June, I think it's going to be pretty nice. Maybe get the kids to come up and then maybe we'll go to like, go camping or something afterwards i don't know how to do that but my wife does so maybe she can figure that part out hmm. ray wants to know what's the most exciting upcoming shoe for me hmm um you know this is a weird time of year i think like there's not a ton of shoes that come out now i think like i got an email about I think if you're like a member of Ultra Boost, like Adidas, you can buy the Ultra Boost now. I think that comes out today, actually. 
um, but I could have ordered that a couple days ago. I think I'm just going to completely pass on the Ultra Boost this year. Uh, it's not worth my time, I think. Um, but I'm trying to think, what am I the most excited for? I'm really excited for the Tecton X. I think that that's going to be really interesting because I like the Zanal so much and I like the Torrent. And I feel like it's kind of combined both of those things. So it's like, I'm, I'm really excited about that one. Um, on the roads, you know, I'm really curious to see what, I mean, it's basically from what I saw at, at TRE. Those are the shoes that I'm most excited for. Um, I'm also excited to see what happens with the Metaspeed Sky next year. Um, Cause they said they're going to fix the toe box. So I'm very excited um, to see what happens there. So, I mean, those are the things that I'm most excited for because I like the racers. Um, I'm super curious about, there's been rumors about a new turbo coming out. So, you know, I love the peg turbo. Um, and then I'm just curious to see what they do with the Pegasus because I feel like it's not in a good spot right now. Um, so they, I think it needs some major corrections. But, you know, so those are some of the things that I'm, I'm I mean, there's just so much that I'm, that I'm super excited about. But like, as I'm looking at the shoes that I still need to like kind of run in and then I'm thinking about like, Oh, well, all these other shoes, I already seen like the next year's shoes, like something that I've always had a problem with is like getting shoes too early or like when we're even when other people's reviews come out really early, like a lot of Hoka stuff, they'll just send it out to people and have them review it like four or five months before the shoe comes out. And I'm like, it's too early. Um, Cause I don't want to know about it. If it's four months before the shoe actually goes for sale. Um, and I'm kind of in that position now where I'm like, I still need to look at the, um, endorphin shift too. It's been sitting in a box for like five months for me, but I'm still gonna take a look at it. But I'm like, I just saw the endorphin shift three. Do I even want to look at the two? So it's kind of messing me up seeing all these shoes ahead of time. And while I definitely will go to TRE again next year, I, I, I don't, I may just go to hang out with people and have fun rather than, and like go to like shakeout runs and stuff rather than spend as much time looking at every single thing in all the booths. I mean, you can't not look at everything in the booths, but yeah, I don't know. I think I, I just, the, the time gaps is just, I have a, I'm having a hard time juggling it all. Thomas does a really good job because he's like, Oh yeah, yeah. I saw this one. I saw 2022, and I also saw the 2023. And he's of like some shoe, and I'm like, how, how do you even talk about to the 2021 then if you already know what's coming down two years from now? It's just I, I can't even I can't even keep all that stuff straight. So, um, we'll figure something out. We'll I'll find a happy medium, you know. Uh, all right. Charles Losner says, "What type of shoe do you like to run your long runs in?" What if it's a fast finish long run for a fast finish long run? I'll probably just run in a super shoe um, unless it's like, you know, 18, like 16 miles easy and then two miles marathon pace, then maybe not. Um, then I might go with a speed day shoe or a daily trainer. But most of the time, if it's going to be like 15 miles or longer, I'll probably put on a super shoe for that. Um, if it's going to be, but you know, I think shoes like the Bondi X, and like the DV8 Nitro, those shoes that are like not really super shoes, but do have a carbon plate in them. I think those tend to work out really well for that kind of run where it's like mostly easy where a super shoe, like for example, like the Endorphin Pro 2, I wouldn't want to do 15 easy miles in that shoe. That would not be so comfortable. Um, even if the last two were going to be fast. So like, so there's some options, but like, 
usually I will reach for like a super shoe, like the RC Elite 2, I think would be a great one. Um, but also I think um, shoes like the Hyperion Tempo, like those Tempo Day shoes. I don't know about the Rebel version too, because I don't really love that one for super long distances. Um, but uh, other shoes that are in that Speed Day category, I think would really work. Lucas says, been, Kyle, been doing your six times six minute threshold workout and loving it. I tried to explain to my running buddy why it's different than a tempo run, but I failed. How would you describe the benefits and differences? Well, I mean, I think it depends. Like a lot of times people like say, I don't, it, I don't know what people mean, but when they people say tempo run, like, to be honest. So like some people say a tempo run and threshold run is the same thing. Some people say a tempo run is like in between threshold pace and easy so i'm like so you mean like marathon pace or maybe a little bit faster than marathon pace but faster than marathon pace is like half marathon pace right so like you know it's just vague words to me um i when i think about tempo i think of like what seth calls like the easy plus you know uh, i think that's what he calls it easy plus but it just really depends on, on the differences uh, in the terminology. So like for me, I generally don't use tempo training in that sense. If we're defining it as something around marathon pace, maybe a little bit slower, I don't really use that kind of run at all. Um, I might do it for a very long run as a way of like, instead of having a complete recovery in between marathon miles, using something that's in that kind of tempo category but I think threshold is between 10 K pace and half marathon pace. Um, so it's a lot harder to maintain, I think, than tempo. If, if those things mean something different, some people, but I think a lot of people make them mean the same thing. So that's just depends on your coach, like growing up or how you learned what those terms mean. So I'm not sure that I helped answer that question at all. Um, because I think, um, but like, so, so I, another way to look at it is that I think if you follow, like there used to, I don't know if the runner's world programs still do this, but there used to be a runner's world program where like the last run was like 13 mile tempo. And I'm like, okay. So unless you are um, a world-class Olympian, tempo definitely does not mean threshold, right? Cause threshold pace, the reason why it's between like 10 K and half marathon is because it's supposed to be a pace you can hold for 40 minutes to an hour as a race um and so um yeah so like unless you're doing a half marathon in an hour then uh 13 miles at tempo is going to be slower than half marathon pace and like physiologically i'm not sure i mean it's important because it's harder than marathon pace um and slower than threshold pace so it could be a good way to get in some work without being too taxing but tempo is kind of in a no man's land for me so i like um threshold pace and i like easy pace um and then if i'm doing faster work then i like kind of like 3k pace or 5k pace something real fast um but that tempo pace usually falls into like a don't really use it that often oh yeah i i, I think the more i've talked the less that's made sense if you have follow-ups, let me know. <laughs> um, all right. Anna says, I'm running a 5K New Year's Eve race. That's not on New Year's Eve. A day before that. Okay. And maybe I'm in a 6K trail week ne trail next week if I'm lucky. Awesome. That sounds cool. 
Hmm. I'm trying to think. Um, I don't think I'm going to have any. Well, let me see. No, I don't think I'm going to have any races for the rest of this month. So uh, maybe in January, I'll have some. I may get into one at the late end of the month, but we'll see about that one. But um, um, oh, by the way, yesterday. So yesterday, um, yesterday, Tommy and I were talking about so a tracksmith event, right? And so that tracksmith event um, is the one that I I might race in. But um, that tracksmith event is going to be New Year's Eve. And uh, Nick Willis, who has like an incredible streak of sub four minute miles. I think it's 20 years or something like it's something unfathomable. Um, I'll have to do a little bit more research, but he's going to be going to set his next year, like right after midnight, I think, um, of running uh, his next consecutive year of sub four minute miles. And I believe that the event is a fundraiser for the Tracksmith Foundation, whose head is going to be Russell Dinkins, who is um, who has been working tirelessly to help save track and field programs across the country, especially as like lots of universities were using COVID as a reason to cut track and field programs. Um, and so uh, I think it's pretty cool because that foundation, its goal is to help support and promote um, track programs throughout the country. So I think if I have the facts on that, from reading the couple of emails that I got on about it. Correct. I think that's what's going on. And there that day. So it's like part new year's Eve gala, 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 and, um, part indoor track meet. And so, but basically it's all running miles. It's at the armory, which is the same place where the indoor track USATF championships will be. And, um, there'll be different heats for, couple of different age groups i think for very young kids and then also um different uh paces so i think the the heats will end up probably being like mixed gender there will be a sub six heat and then a sub five minute heat and i was like and there's also be a master's heat i have a feeling the master's heat's gonna be like super fast like crazy like people like bromka will be in it and they'll be running like 430s or whatever bromka can run i don't know i don't think he's gonna be there but i'm just using him as an example um, as a fast 40 year old, but, um, so that's the event. So that's what I'm thinking about. I was supposed to be in Connecticut with my sister and her family and my mom and dad, but I'm going to see if I can go to this event in New York. So we'll see. Um, all right. Melvin Yumeng says, what's talking about worrying in your what's next vid? And more importantly, did you like them or would you recommend still struggling to find the daily trainer? Um, I'm wearing the triumph 19 which I don't know if it's my uh, mobility exercises that I've now been doing for a long time and kind of like my lateral strength, kind of strengthening things, um, that daily routine. But uh, I like the Triumph 19 way more than I like the Triumph 18, even though the Triumph 19 seems a little bit firmer and still nowhere near as soft as the Triumph 17. That was peak softness for the Triumph. But the Triumph 19, I'm finding that I really do enjoy um, as a high stack height daily trainer like not it's it's still in the max cushion category but doesn't have that max cushion kind of like sluggishness to it so it's still pretty poppy i like that one a lot i usually use it for recovery runs and easy runs i think it's a good re really good shoe for a long easy run as well um, definitely one that could soak up miles so i do like that one i wouldn't call it a classic daily trainer but if you're looking for a daily trainer from saucony i think that's a really good one um, to take a look at so i do like it a lot I don't love the checkered, uh, checkered, checkered flag pattern that this one is that they sent me, but of the checkered flag 
shoes. I do think that the Triumph 19 is probably the least offensive or the best one. Yeah. So I do like that one. I do recommend it. Yeah. To answer that question. <laughs> Didoma says, no, now my power is gone. That's so funny. All right. I'm way behind you guys in chat. I'm going to scroll down. Sorry. I just noticed that I'm like 20 minutes behind you guys in chat. Um, Thomas Villa says, do you have any interest in doing a year-end happy hour in the evening for us to have a proper beverage? Oh, that's an interesting idea. But I think it would have to be early. I mean, I don't know how I would do that. Um, because there are different time zones for lots of people. And I think it would be with my family. I might also, again, be at that Tracksmith event. We'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah. But I do like that idea a lot. We'll have to figure out something. Maybe we could do like an hourly check-in on Instagram or something like that. Um, that's a lot. I think my parents, my family and my parents would definitely be really annoyed if I did that at, like every hour. <laughs> uh. All right, Lucas said, H says, I did answer the question. Uh, I think equating paces to race paces makes it easy, easy to understand. I like easy plus to explain a tempo run. Cool, cool. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, all right. What did Melvin say? I don't see it. Yeah, Secure Elite says tempo is just below threshold pace. Purposes to run faster or longer. Threshold is long intervals above threshold. Uh, and purposes to increase the threshold level. Hmm. I like that definition. I usually put mine right at threshold. But I think I think we're we're picking nits maybe. Oh yeah, Melvin says SJD says she, she does he, I don't think he says sheezy. It's steezy, steezy, steady and easy, right? Yeah, I think that's I think that's what he's talking about. Not sheezy, <laughs> steezy. I think that's what it is. Um. All right. Let me keep scrolling down. Um, all right. Richard says, I legit hated the Triumph 19. Only got 400 miles because I wanted to get my mother money's worth. 400 miles is a lot. I think these days, like for better or worse, I think 300 miles is a pretty good number to get out of a shoe. Um, so I think 400 miles, you definitely got your money's worth out of it. But what didn't you like out about it? What didn't you like about it? I can see there's certainly things that I think that some people would get really annoyed about. Um, so I could, you know, we'll probably be talking about the same things, but just curious what you didn't like. Lee says, Hey, Co, any plans to do some more triathlon training? Yes. Um, I'm waiting for conditions to kind of improve a little bit uh, before I go back into the gym because that's where the pool is. So I would love to be able to get on the bike more. And like, I don't have an indoor train, like a smart trainer or anything like that. I would love to be able to do some Zwift. Um, but uh, failing that, I mean, we got a Christmas tree up in the house now and there's, that's kind of where I would probably put it. Um, so maybe when that comes down, I can do that. I don't really want to go to the gym now. Um, I'd probably be fine, but um, I'm not sure about that. There is like a little mini gym in my building. So maybe if I go on really off hours, I can hop on like the spin bike that's in there. But the main thing for me that I need to do a lot more of is swim. And I don't really want to be going to the indoor pool right now. Maybe in a little bit. I mean, we still have an indoor mask mandate in Chicago. So um, I don't see that really lifting this winter. 
And I don't really want to go the whole winter without swimming, but we'll have to see what we do. Maybe in January I'll feel better about it. We did sign the girls up for some swim classes again. So, um, you know, we'll kind of reevaluate and see in a little bit, but probably not so much. Maybe I'll, I think I'm going to try and get on the bike a little bit more, but probably no swimming for the rest of this month, unfortunately. I really need so much help in that arena. Uh, Ken says, Co, have one of your video paused in another tab. Might be out of the loop, but when did you stop using Whoop or still using it? I stopped using it. I, I used it for maybe like a month or so. Um, yeah, the reason why I stopped using it, I think, is because it wasn't giving me th that much different data from my um, from my Polar Watch. So I feel like a lot of the recovery metrics um, are based on the same underlying data that Polar can give me, like heart rate variability, heart rate variability, beat to beat interval, like respiration rate, um, uh, and uh, sleeping heart rate. Like a lot of those go into Whoop's um, kind of like recovery score. Uh, and so I was getting a lot of that same, I was able to look at the raw number in addition to like the recovery, like kind of analysis and summary. And I was getting a lot of those same numbers from, uh, my polar watch. So I was like, all right, I don't need to use this anymore. Um, and the other thing that was annoying for me with the whoop is that it won't let you connect to another heart rate monitor. So I had the regular size wristband, but like, wrist heart rates don't work well for me. I think it's, I'm bony or my, sh my wrist shape is too scrawny or something because it never stays in the right spot during a workout. So I always have an external heart rate monitor. Um, and so they make an, a longer wrist, they make a longer band. So you could put it up on the upper arm, which is where I normally put my heart rate monitor. I just never got that. Um, and so all my like metrics for whoop were off because my heart rates, it looked like I was running at max heart rate for like 30 minutes every day. And so Whoop always thought that I was doing maximal efforts every day for 30 minutes. So it was like, you need to rest more. So that threw everything off, which I could, you know, kind of interpret what it was saying. Um, but, you know, it just it, the data, my data was always a little bit messy and I really easily could have fixed it. I just was like, I'm good. I, I've used it enough. But if you don't have a Polar Watch, then I think that it can provide some interesting additional metrics. Um, but you know, I'm starting to look at some other watches again. Uh, I'm wearing the Koros right now. I still got to figure out a Garmin watch to look at. Um, no, I'm looking at the Wahoo ticker right now. Sorry. Um, and someone was mentioning something. Oh, because like Koros just did a big update on their data metrics. So maybe I'll pick up the pace too, because that's a watch that I still haven't looked at. So I'll have to look to see like how well other watches do the recovery metrics. But like those are the stats that mean a lot to me. Um, and I love being able to look at those. So. All right. PJ says, didn't get into Chicago. It's a bummer. Not sure if I go for cherry entry or just plan on running slightly smaller races like San Francisco and CIM. I mean, I think it's a tough call. I think that, I mean, I, I the first two times that I ran Chicago were on a charity bib and, um, I don't regret it. I really enjoyed, uh, doing that. Um, but then like, you know, like after the first year, you know, I reached out to family and friends um, and was like, help me raise money for this great cause. The second year that I did it, I was like, you know, I was telling my wife, like, I want to do Chicago again on a charity bid, but like, I don't want to ask people for money. So we just paid like the entire amount, like right up front out of pocket, you know? And so, um, so that's something I did. And like my running buddy, he's like, I'm not asking people for money anymore. 
So he's like, if I ever do a charity bib again, it's going to, you know, I'm, I'm just assuming I'll pay for the whole thing. So like, that's like the thing that stinks about it. But I don't think Chicago is the most expensive of the charity bibs. Generally, it depends. It depends on the charity. Um, depends on when, because like the prices move around a little bit um, when you do the charity bibs. Like if you signed up for a charity bib last week, it would have been cheaper for most people, for most organizations. Now that the lotteries have gone out, everyone you know ups their price a little bit. It's like tiered pricing. So, yeah. So it's, uh, you know, it's like if you know you're going to be fit, be working out, you want next year to be the year, I say go for it. You know, um, I, I really enjoy the race. Um, I'm very biased cause it's my hometown race, but you know, it's a, it's a lot of money and CIM is certainly a very, very fun race. And, um, I hope that it gets, um, not bigger, but like, I hope it gets more attention, which probably means that it would have to get bigger. But I, I, I think it's, you know, I think it's not, I wouldn't say underrated, but I still think that it's not as well known as it could be, you know, but it's a, it's a great race. Um, and next year I definitely want to, I want to try grandma's next year for the same reason. Cause I think that's another good one um, that a lot of people travel for. That's a well-run race. It's a good place to run fast. So, I, you know, there's, oh, there's always other options, you know, but uh, world majors are definitely a little bit of a special kind of different kind of race. Seeker Elite got into Chicago. He's hoping to finally meet a few of us. Awesome. Oh, I can't wait to meet you in person. That's going to be awesome. Uh, all right. Chris Dyke likes this Triumph 17s. They're heavy in his current rotation. Bought them in spring, but quickly realized they were better suited for colder temps. That was a hot shoe. It's very puffy. It's very, very puffy. Um, but it's it's so squishy. It's nice. I really like that one. I miss it. I definitely miss it. Mm. All right. Let me scroll down just a little bit more. I gotta get going soon. X Truth says, just picked up a Garmin 945 LT and it's so nice. See, I'm thinking about that's the one, that's the main one that I'm looking at. Either that or I might pick up like an old Phoenix. Um, but I'll probably look at the Garmin 945. Brian Free says, fortunate to qualify for Chicago. Curious how long packet pickup lines are the day before. It depends on when you go. If you go at busy times, um, then it's going to be a long wait. I went like right when the expo opened. And even then I did have a little bit of a wait, but I only waited to get in um, because they had to check your vaccine cards. And then we waited in line for like the gates to open. And then once I got in there, it was like everyone was kind of like fast walking to get to the front of like the waiting for your bib area. Um, and then once I was in there, I was like four people deep. And then then I got my bib and it was super fast. I talked to other people and like lines snaked around and it took them a while and they were annoyed about how like long they were on their feet. So, you know, if you go like after work time or on Saturday, like towards the end of the day, you know, like when people have maybe flown in Saturday morning and they checked in in their hotel and then they're going to the expo, then your then your wait's going to be a lot longer. Richard Moy says, do you have any plans to run New York City? It's the only marathon I've ever run. He did it three times, but obviously a great race. Plus, I think the hills are actually fun to train for. 
Yeah, I don't think I'll ever say hills are fun to train for, but um, I think the lottery starts later. It starts in 2022, right? I, that's not something I should have signed up for already, is it? I don't think so. But yeah, I'm definitely going to try and get into the lottery for New York next year and see what happens. I will very likely go either way, um, whether it's to participate um, as a runner or to participate as a videographer. Next year, I might try to, I feel, I feel like next year, I'll probably try to get the media credentials if I'm not actually running it um, to see if I get access to the finish line area. Um, and now that I have a better sense of like how easy it is and isn't easy to get around, I think that I'll be able to capture some of the elites a little bit better. Um, and then I'll plan on just doing a lot of running. So that way I can like, run and get to the elites towards the finish. And then, I mean, I, you know, I won't be able to get a really great finish line shot, but I'll try to get somewhere in central park if I can get those credentials and then run back out of the park and try to catch like normal people, like my friends and stuff uh, and just the general public. Uh, so I think that's something that I think I'll, I would like to do again. So, you know, I, I feel like, uh, you know, I certainly would love to run it, to race it, but I think that either way I'd be excited lou boy says hey Co, i daily train in my endorphin speeds training for a first 10k in march i have a slight supination and want to get a carbon plated shoe any recommendations yeah i mean i would say do you think the supination bothers you when you're running at race pace because if it's not then i would say don't like try and find a specific shoe for it just try to find a shoe that you really enjoy running fast in right because i think like the the way your foot hits when you're running easy pace is a little bit different than the way your foot hits at race pace. So, I mean, I think there's a reason why like race shoes don't come in like stability versions uh, is because at, at race paces, you're really not going to need them. That being said, um, there are certain ones that are wider than others. Um, so like the Hyperion Elite 2, I feel like is a wider shoe. And that um, DNA flash midsole foam is a little bit firmer. So it's not going to like um, compress as much as some of the squishier foams like the fuel cell in the RC late two or the FF turbo in the Metaspeed sky. It's not like completely like, you know, crunching down and then expanding back out again. So I think the Hyperion elite two would be a good one. I think that um, the rocket X and also the carbon X two, like the, the Hoka options, I think are also good. The Hoka one's probably a, the X2 is probably the better option for you if you're worried about supination or overpronation, because again, it's a it's a wider base for you to land on. Mm. Lena says plans to do a bit of your 2021 favorite running gear. Yeah, but you know what? This year everyone is trying to outscoop each other. So all those videos started coming out in like November. So now I'm like, oh, I think I'm gonna wait till the way end of the year now at this point. Um, so, and I think it's smart for everyone to do that. Cause then you could do your favorite gear. Cause nothing new is coming out between like Thanksgiving and, and Christmas anyway. So like you can do, uh, videos of all that gear and then, you know, have affiliate links if people have those and then I give people gift ideas, but I think I'll probably do like a, I'll probably do a series of them. So I'll probably do like, you know, my favorite of each category, daily trainer, max cushion, speed day, race day. Um, and then I'll probably also do just like a general, like favorite overall gear, um, kind of like the best ofs. So I'll probably do something like that. Well, I'll do a best of, and then kind of like a follow-up, not sure which order I'm going to make those videos, but I think those will, 
I got to start planning out the calendar. Those videos take forever to make, but they're usually a lot of fun. But it's coming. Um, Jay Free says, liking the newish glasses. Thanks. They got I got them from Roka about a month ago, two months ago. Um, I like these because the anti-reflective coating on them is really good. Better than the anti-reflective coating on my other glasses. Um, so I find myself wearing these the most when I know I'm going to be on camera. All right. Let's do one more. Uh, and then I got to get going for today. Um, yeah. Uh, Melvin Yumang said, did you not catch your own dad joke, Mike? It's growing on me with the haircut. Yeah, I know. I heard as soon as I said it, I heard it. Um, I, I didn't want to draw too much attention to it because I walked myself right into it. But yeah, definitely heard the, the dad joke about the hair. All right. Um, I'm going to get going. Today, I'll let you guys know. I don't know when it's going to come out, but today I'm going to be on the, I'm going to get interviewed by Scott Coomer of the 10 Junk Miles podcast. So he lives in Chicago. He's out on the South side. So I'm going to drive over to his place uh, and get interviewed in person for that. That's going to be later this evening. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I don't, I'll, I'll let you guys know uh, tomorrow, like when, about when he thinks it might come out, but um, it's an interview that we've been trying to schedule for a long time. It just hasn't worked out for a variety of reasons. And we finally got it on the calendar for today. So I'm excited about that. And then uh, tomorrow we'll have a video. I'm not sure what tomorrow's video is going to be. I think it's just going to be, it's going to be a run motivation video. Just, uh, I got, I brought the 360 camera out. Um, so I'll probably just set it to some music. So not a nice short video on an easy week. Um, or maybe there won't be a video. I'm not sure which one it'll be yet, but either way i'll see you tomorrow again at uh the live stream same time as today uh and we can chat again then in the meantime be safe out there everybody thanks <laughs>